fortunate enough to have six area coaches here with us tonight that we will be guiding the conversation with in the next 30 to 45 minutes. As the calendar year turns to 2021, a lot of people have questions about what this future year holds with high school sports. And there are way more questions than answers. I know a lot of these coaches, a lot of other area coaches, a lot of area parents, and most importantly, the players want to get back on the field or court as soon as possible. That's what we're going to discuss tonight as we get set here to just navigate this uncertain time in 2021. We we're all hoping as the calendar turns towards 2021, it would have been filled with uh, butterflies and rainbows. That isn't the case yet. And so we're still in COVID mitigations phase three through the state, which is essentially putting all high school sports on hold right now. Let's go ahead and introduce our panel here. Dan Sheehan, the Monticello Athletic Director, joining us tonight. Nick DiFilippo, the Mohamed Seymour Boys baseball coach, Brett Hefner, the Effingham football coach, Andy Romine, the football coach at Tuscola, Darrell Robinson, the boys basketball coach at Danville, and Larry Sparks, the softball coach at St. Joe. My hope in this is that we can have a positive conversation about moving forward in both the challenges, the realities of where we're at right now as a state and trying to play high school sports. And my goal was to get a lot of perspectives from different coaches, whether that's a large school boys basketball program or basketball program in general. That's what Darrell's going to provide for us tonight. We've got spring sports. We've got football, and that takes a lot of priority. And then I wanted the athletic director perspective as well from Dan Sheehan. So, Dan, I'll start with you because I think you provide maybe the most overhead in of all of this and out of all of us in this conversation. How have you navigated the last eight, nine months, and how are you navigating the future here through 2021? It's been with a lot of communication, uh, a lot of communication with our coaches, uh, our students, letting them know um, the information that we have. Uh, you know, we've tried to stress to our student athletes to not not stress it and they can only control what they control. Uh, let the administration, let our coaches try to navigate the way uh, for them. Uh, but I've relied heavily on area athletic directors. You know, we've built some relationships uh, between St. Joseph, uh, Unity, Mount Zion, Muhammad. You know, we've We've, we've come together to see what's working for them uh, and what we can do and if they found a way to do something. But bouncing a lot of ideas off of each other. Uh, but most importantly, we're looking for any and every opportunity for kids. That's, that's our number one goal is to get them opportunities and get them back uh, competing and, and, and representing Monticello High School. And how tough is that, Dan, to keep the kids positive and, and just the unknowns? Because everyone's coming to you for answers as the athletic director, and there's times, I'm sure even today, you don't have answers for them about what is happening or what is next. It's been a lot of up and down. I remember uh, back September, uh, October, when we had the contact days, was probably when we were at an all-time high. You know, our, our student-athletes got to compete, got to practice, um, got to do drills, and, and the biggest thing that we were hearing was that don't take away something that we did well. And, you know, from, from area schools and even here at Monticello, we collected data. And we, we everything, things went well. I mean, I had a meeting with Craig Anderson trying to get the idea to collect data from our contact days um, because I was trying to look at an area to use evidence base to throw this back at IDPH and our governor to say, look, at our schools uh, had – 187 contact days, you know, per school and how many positive cases. But, you know, so that happened. And then, uh, you know, basketball, the biggest struggle was with basketball. You know, we were doing things, we were practicing. And then right before it got ready to start, they made basketball a high risk sport. You know, we were able to do it all fall, getting ready for the first day. 
and and they told us that it was a it was high risk and now we can't even practice so that was challenging but coach roy and coach barry have done a nice job communicating with our kids just trying to check in with them on a daily basis um but you're right we we don't have answers for them and, and that's the one thing that from the ihsa's perspective is is give us answers it, it, it's now january 2021 there's supposed to be five weeks left in basketball and and decisions need to be made and I want to start with basketball because you mentioned, Dan, there. I want to bring in Darrell here to talk just from a, a basketball perspective because this is first and foremost right now when we look at the calendar year and the time is ticking. And in my eyes, we're running out of time. We're going to get to a point here where there is no more time to play any sports. How, what are you telling your kids right now? And, and how are you navigating this knowing that you're supposed to be in the thick of, you know, basketball? Yeah. First of all, thank you for uh, allowing me to be on here. Uh, with basketball, like I said, it's been very tough, especially at Danville High School. You know, basketball is very strong. It's been powerful here for years. Uh, even to the fact of the IHSA moving it back to uh, Champaign this year, which brought back a lot of memories for myself. I got a chance to play uh, at the Assembly Hall as a sophomore. So we were thinking about possibly bringing that pride back. But, uh, like, the whole time has just been, like like he said, uh, we, we need direction. You know, and we trust everybody who's in position uh, where they're supposed to be at. But if we have a plan, that would help a lot. You know, it, it could help a lot if we just had a plan and being able to shoot for it, even if it's just down the line. It was something to work for. So all of us, because everybody's a lot different, different towns, different, uh, you know, different protocols, different types of uh, enrollments. And schools. So if we all had plans and guidelines, we can fight. You know, we can start putting ourselves in situations where we can make these safe. For these kids, a lot of kids need these uh, need the sports and activities to kind of occupy them. With uh, us here, it's just uh, all I've been able to do. Like I said, we've even had like Zoom parent meetings when we find out something. Uh, our athletic director, Mark Basie, does an incredible job. Uh, and what I do with my kids usually, I got them on group text. I'll send out text messages here and there. You know, uh, really about uh, uh, mental health. You know, things of that nature. Like a lot of these kids, there's a lot of uh, a lot of strong-minded kids. Like I try to encourage them, let them know how strong they are, being able to deal with stuff like this. And then I also send them some uh, Zoom workouts. I get a hold of. I got some friends like Jordan Brand. So I give them Zoom workouts that they can go ahead and work out on their own. And just try to keep them uh, positive. And and like we let them know too. Like whenever we find something new, we'll let them. But right now, we really don't have the answers. You know, nobody really has answers, and we use the other ones that answer. So we're just trying to keep motivated and uh and just just trying to stay positive we can. Yeah, and I think that's – it's funny you say that, and it's not funny, but, like, everyone expects you to have the answers. You're the coach. You're the AD. Yeah. You're supposed to be the leader, and yet you're sitting here with your arms out going, I, I don't know what right. we're doing. Yeah. Are, are you in school yet, Darrell? Like, are you guys uh, – No, we're – everything learning? Everything we've been doing has been remote. Now, that's another question. Uh, there's a possibility we may go to blended learning next week. Still not sure on that, but I really believe that balance goes hand in hand, like with sports. You know, if we're able to do sports, you know, or remote learning, I think one way or another, we got to balance that one way or another. You know, because if we say if we go back blended learning and one kid tests positive, it could kind of like kill our chances, you know, as far as like doing the sport. You know, so it goes neck and neck with things. So right now we've been doing remote learning and remote learning has came and it's something new. Like I said, at the end of the day, it's a pandemic. It's called a pandemic for a reason. Uh, the remote learning has gotten better as time is going on. Even us as teachers have adjusted. 
uh, with ways of learning, you know, because kids are in different situations at home and there's different situations for each kid. You may have a kid that needs to babysit their younger, their younger brother during the day. You know, there's, there's different scenarios and situations where we're trying to just learn and grow together. Yeah, and I want to come back to you, Jarrell, in just a few minutes here. I know I, we had Tevin Smith who uh, committed last Friday. Yeah. He's not even playing right now. That There's more topics in this. But I want to real quick just ask around the room here, uh, who is on, like, in learning? Who Who is remote here? If you can just kind of, like, go down the list here. Nick, we'll start with you. Uh, is Muhammad in school right now? We are We're actually going for full-time, four days a week with everybody uh, starting tomorrow morning. Uh, so it'll be our first time of, of attempting to do that. We've been hybrid up until uh, actually tomorrow. So we've still got about 30% of our students who are going to be remote, I think. And uh, But we'll find out what it's like with everybody in person, yeah. I think, come 930 tomorrow morning. <laughs> okay, so that's progress in that sense. Andy, where is Tuscola at right now? Yeah, we've, Brett, we've been in person since day one. Uh, we do offer we do offer a remote option. Um but I will tell you, there's not a there's not a huge percentage of our kids who have chosen that. Uh, it, it is an option as required by the state board, uh, and we do have some kids uh, who have chosen to do it. What we've found is, when given the opportunity, more and more kids are coming back all the time. We've had a a number of kids just here in the, this week that were remote for the entire first semester that are coming back. But I, I've got I've got the majority of my kids have been to school every day of the year not just uh, on our football team, but in our classroom as well. Okay. All right, Dan, where are you guys at right now? Uh, since the first day of school we've been in, uh, we offer, we're here five days a week from eight to uh, one o'clock and similar to Tuscola, we are, we offered students an opportunity to do remote learning as well. Um, and things have gone well here. You know, we've had a hiccup here or there, uh, but overall our students are handling it well. Our communities um, into the rules and uh, we got about a hundred kids at the high school level and remote. I think it picked up more at the holidays uh, once we found out that basketball wasn't starting and sports weren't happening. Uh, but those kids get the option to come back for the second semester, which will start uh, January 19th. Okay, Larry, where's St. Joe at right now? St. Joe's, uh, they're going, they're in school learning right now. Uh, they're split into two groups every other day. One group's in there. They go three days, one week, two days, the next. Okay. And what about you, Brett? What about down in Effingham? How are the hearts handling it right now? Uh, we're doing doing well. The uh, most of the kids are in person, and uh, we modified the day and haven't had a whole lot of issues. Okay, and I guess that's maybe the bigger question, and you guys can weigh in on this. If they're if you're not in school learning, I find it hard to believe that this, this state is going to allow kids to compete in sports? Is, is that a question? Is that a fair assessment? Like, how do you guys view that as we move along here? Not all at once. Well, <laughs> Who wants to jump in? I'll, I'll start here and, and just say uh, we, we struggled with this uh, at Tuscola a little bit in terms of our decision. What do we do if they, if they say, you know, going back to the beginning of the school year, a month in, um, we're gonna, they're gonna allow sports. What are we gonna do with our kids that are remote? If you're, if you're saying I'm going remote because of the pandemic, and you're worried about the pandemic, and you can't be at school during the school day, can you really justify coming back to practice um, for two hours a day if the pandemic's really the reason you're missing? So that was something that we, we were back and forth on. I know, and our administration talked a lot about with us coaches. But um, you know, we've had schools in our league, Brett, that haven't been, haven't been in school. 
Um, they weren't in school until October at all. They were remote every day. And so while we're sitting here and I'm going to Indiana and watching high school football games in the third round of the playoffs, 10 minutes from our border, uh, the, the question I had was, yeah, but we've also got kids and schools in our league that aren't even going to school at all. So how do you justify that also? And, and so obviously schools got to come first in our opinion. Yeah. Who else wants to jump in on that topic here as we uh, get another 30 seconds minute here on this? I'd agree. I think we have to get all the students statewide. I mean, there's a lot of schools up north, north of I-80 that, that aren't in school. A lot of the suburban ones. Chicago's just trying to make a, to get back in, but 50% of their teachers, I think, are read today didn't even show up the first day. So it's a challenge, but I do agree that we've got to find a way to get students in school to prove that we can get them get, keep it safe. Yeah. And I think that makes sense, right? I mean, not trying to say one way or the other, but, like, it should be about the kids and, and being in school. And if the kids aren't in school, then – how are we going about and you know promoting kids to be in an extracurricular activity and, and certainly a contact sport? Okay, I, I know football holds a lot of weight here, and we're going to get to football and hear from our football coaches. But as we move along here, you know I, I know Nick is going to argue, hey, we already had a season canceled. I know Larry's going to say, I already lost my potential state run, you know, with Bailey Dowling and the, one of the best players to ever go in this area. So for you guys in the spring, I mean. I, I don't know if you're fighting against each other, but like, how do you weigh here moving forward? Okay, well, if we do have to pick and if we get to a point that the calendar is not going to allow us to pick and we can only play one or two seasons. Nick, I know you're fighting to play baseball because you didn't play last year. You know, Bert, we, we've talked about it before. It is difficult. And I, I mean, keep in mind, I want everybody to get an opportunity. There's no question. Part of me, though, is, is really hurting for, you know, I think of my seniors who didn't get a junior season or could possibly not get a senior season too, which, which is frustrating. Um, you know, and obviously I think the baseball and softball coaches and, you know, in track is are really fighting to make sure we get some type of season this year because of how devastating it was. You know, I saw, you know, how hard it was for my seniors last year to not get a season and obviously the juniors the same way. Um, so obviously I think all of our spring sports coaches are, are advocating. We've got to, if we could get something, we've got to be able to get that and, and no attack on, on football by any means, but you know, it would be nice if we could attempt to get something for the, the all the spring sports that, that lost everything last, last spring and, and keep in mind, I want to see football go and, and basketball find a way to, to play also. So that's, I mean, that's important for our mind. We've always said in our district, and I know a lot of you guys are the same way. We want our kids to play all the sports. So I, I want to see my, you know, my baseball guys succeed on the football field. It, it makes them better athletes. It makes them better baseball guys. So it, it is pretty difficult. There's no question. But then deep down, it's like I've already lost one season. I don't, I don't want to lose two. Um, so that's I probably that's that's probably what I got. Coach, what about you? Larry, what do you think about? not losing a second season and, and trying to keep your athletes motivated when they're probably looking at it and saying, well, we already lost one. Or, are we going to lose another? Are we even going to play? Well, I'd have to, I'd have to echo Nick, you know, right off the bat, you know, it, it was really bad to lose that season last year. Uh, I felt bad for all the seniors across the board, whether it be baseball, softball or track. Um, I'm a football basketball guy too. And I, and I don't want to see any of them lose anything, but I really, really don't want my 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 kids to lose a second season um i think we proved that at least with the outdoor sports the middle school teams were able to make a go of it we got the protocols in place to check the athletes 
the coaches and whatnot. If there's a problem, they go home. But we were able to make it through, and I don't think anybody thought we would make it through that middle school season without some kind of shutdown, and it never happened. We made it to the last day. So, Yeah, and I'd be curious of your opinion here, Larry and Nick. Uh, Larry, I'll start with you. Did you feel like they should have switched baseball and softball to the fall? It, it's largely a non-contact sport. You know, do you feel like it could have been safely done in the fall and maybe we're not even having this conversation? I mean, do I think it could be done? I think it could have been done. I don't know if that was the right thing to do at the time. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and and maybe looking back, maybe we could have. Um, I don't. I don't know. We watch sports on TV. We watch our kids playing out of state every weekend, and and it's happening everywhere with little to no, you know, problems. I I just think that it just needs to be looked at a little tougher from those making the choices. What about you, Nick? You know, you think about it, hindsight's easy, right? Like, we should have played. There was no problems. I think Coach is, is right. Like, there were so many what-ifs that were out there. Like, are we even going to make it through? And, you know, are, is the middle school going to be able to play? And, and they were, right? I don't think we had a single incident with our middle school kids in any of the sports, cross-country, softball, baseball. They were all able to play, no problems, which was great. I think the eyes just say, and I don't want to speak for them, but it's like, well, if, you know, if we get started and then they lose out and we, we get an, uh, an uptick of positivity and we have to cancel the season, now they've lost two quick ones when their season should have been, you know, in the spring and is the vaccine coming and and hopefully. Um, so it is it is pretty difficult to, to look at it and to, to know exactly what the thing is, you know, the best thing to do. I, I think the, the hope is, I, you know, the, obviously with the vaccine coming in, we are going outside. And I think Coach spoke to the protocols they put in place. I, I think we know it works if we can at least use those things outside so we can continue to, to keep moving forward. How late would you be willing to go, Nick, for your baseball season? before you were like, this isn't even worth it or it's not going to work? I mean, could you start in June? You know, I think uh, for me, as long as we're done before, was it August 12th when football season starts and fall of 2021 would be okay. Obviously, we got to give the kids a little bit of a downtime and some transitional time. And But uh, I would be okay starting in June. I, I don't want to speak for everybody, but we'd, we'd love to get the opportunity to get back on the field with our kids. It's, it's better to start in June, in my opinion, than and to lose another season that's for sure larry how do you feel about like telling kids especially in baseball and softball where summer ball is so big if you've got a kid that wants to go play somewhere else i mean what do you tell them if they can go out of state and play 60 games this year i mean that's that's the that's what we're all up against right now across the board you know we're fortunate that our athletes are able to go and do that right now um I mean, I would like to think at the end of the day they would want to choose to play for the school, but that that no state championship thing looming over our head right now makes a really tough decision for them. If they got to pick or choose, do they go play these big tournaments where they're going to maybe get some exposure? Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of an individual thing per kid, not a, really a, a uniform thing. But I, I mean, I would I'm like Nick, I would really rather play late and get it in than not play at all. Yeah, and I think that's the consensus for most people is like, look, if we could see the future and know that we could start in June, yeah, I think we'd all sign up for that, but we just don't know. It's it's still the unknowns. Let's circle back to basketball here, and I don't want to exclude Nick and Larry from the rest of our conversation because they're a big part of, of what's going to start here and, and where we might go here. But, Darrell, like, you, you're not even in school. 
You know, do you feel like you could safely play basketball if, if you got back in school? And what's the latest you would be willing to go here before, you know, you're like, hey, look, this isn't going to work out. You know, you, you need a couple of weeks for practice, right? I mean, you guys have been doing Zoom workouts that you've been sending them or whatnot. But, like, yeah. what's what's your timeline here as we move forward here? We're, you know, already five days into January. It's going to be the middle of January before we know it. First of all, it's safety first. And uh, this pandemic is really based so like if somebody exposes something gotta be responsible you know and and handle it then we move on with it i think it's more than we're more than capable of being able to do it and i think honestly i think uh i think it would be a good thing somebody had presented this a while back uh, michael bryan who writes for chicago sometimes had uh said something to the nature of playing basketball like march like starting in march maybe and then like alternating with aau teams you know, so like basketball, like with the school for March, AAU team for April, back to your school team in uh, May, and then June. I'm like, it makes all the sense in the world, and it sounds easy, but I don't know if they're willing to do it, you know. And, and at the end of the day, because the kids want to play. Kids want to play, coaches want to coach. That's on both sides of it. As long as you have relationships with those AAU, with the travel ball coaches, whatever, it can work out just fine. I really believe so. Yeah, and that's got to be tough. I did a couple stories this year. We went even even into Indiana during football season. I mean, you're right there on the border. You know, you yeah. know kids in, I'm sure, Indiana that are playing. Like, how do you dissect yeah. that, you know, mentally knowing that you just cross a state line? There's literally nothing and, different other than – And like I said, and, and I wouldn't – like I said, kids going to want to play. Kids want to play. So there's some kids who fly over there playing tournaments and things. They got leagues and stuff over there of that nature. So you can't get mad over a kid – who wants to play a sport that you love, you're trying to teach them to love anyway. You know, so whatever they can do to better themselves, as long as they're safe and healthy, all right with it. You know, so just try to keep them positive and motivated and just do whatever we can the best we can. Yeah. Dan, how do you kind of navigate this here as the head of your school and, and athletics trying to say, hey, look, we're, we're going to move forward here maybe when you can't even practice. And then the other thing that came out in December that was interesting to me is that there's going to be contact days for all the other sports but basketball when we get back out of these phase three mitigations. So then what does that mean for basketball? Obviously they want the season to start, but is that going to happen? That's going to be another challenge. I think the one thing that we do know is based on the mitigations and the way that he set up um, the sports is we will play baseball and softball. There's no doubt in my mind that baseball and softball will be played. It's just going to be a matter of when. You know, right now we're scheduled to start uh, April 19th. Because we proved in the fall we can play it. It's a low-risk sport. We can play with low-risk sports. But we just got to get out of mitigation three. The question is going to be is when. How long do we keep pushing basketball and football back? And that's going to be the question. Because if we start running out of time, the question is, is does baseball and spring sports go back to the original date? Um, but in regard to the contact days, you know, I think the contact days are great. It's an opportunity for kids and coaches to get together. But the problem is, is with, with football and basketball being high-risk sport, their contact days are limited. All they can do is shoot. Seven on seven could occur, you know. So there's, it, it's more playing the playing the game and following the rules. Um, but I, I'm all for the contact days if it's an opportunity to get kids. But the problem is, is we need basketball to move back to a medium risk sport to allow us to do things. Um, I just think it's a long. It, it's getting we're running out of time, and and the, it's a long shot to get these high risk sports to low risk so they can play games. What's the latest in your eyes as the athletic director where you say we could postpone this basketball season before it just doesn't make any sense anymore? 
The last discussion that I heard was there's a possibility, a, a last ditch effort to do a five week uh, winter sports season, a five week uh, spring sports season, which would be football, boys soccer, volleyball, and then a seven week uh, summer season. You know, uh, you know, talking to the football advisory committee, they said that four games would be their absolute lowest that they would be willing to do it for. And, you know, talk to Coach Walter today and, you know, he was always around five. But like he said, if I can get four games with my kids, that'd be four games I didn't have. Um, basketball in, in a five week season, you know, that's you can get three games a week, 15 games. It's an opportunity for kids. But I think our drop dead has got to be around February for February 1st. If we're not doing something then we've really got to revisit what we do with the summer sports um, or even look ahead to our uh, spring sports. Yeah, because you get to a point, right, where it, you're running out of time here. You, you've got to consider next year as well into this year's equation. We're sitting here on Jan 5, you know, wanting to play right now, but, like, you you got to almost count backwards in a sense in my eyes because if, if you get too far down the rabbit hole, there's just not going to be enough time, and I think – uh, Nick mentioned earlier, you want to give the kids a little bit of a break at some point here. You can't just like steamroll into August 12th or whatever the day is of contact days for the next year. And the kids don't ever have a break. You know, that's kind of the tricky thing. And let's talk some football now. Uh, Coach Hefner, you know, where do you kind of lie into the the feelings of do we play four games? Do we play five games? Where's your cutoff in that if your minimum? Tough. I take I take any dates, uh, any games that we get. But um, the other parts with football that I forget is you got to get your recondition helmets back, your shoulders back, and bodies back in shape for the following fall. So there's a lot of a lot of things that back football uh, field conditions. Um, what kind of shape your field going to fall if you try and play in March and April? So. I think there's a lot to factor in, uh, but the kids are the most important thing. And if it's the best thing for the kids to play, we need to find a way to. Andy, what's your cutoff? What do you feel like you could realistically do in a five-week season where the playoffs probably aren't going to happen, right? I mean, I, I think we're all kind of in that same feeling and understanding that you're probably not going to compete for a state title, right? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't look that way you know the the one thing that i think gets lost on everybody brett is and i'm sure dan thought of this the, the athletic directors have already rescheduled basketball season once and they scheduled it with two games a week and now they've limited and said okay now we can play more than two games a week so then they go back and they change it again and at some point in time when are, when are the i don't think people realize the logistical nightmares of travel i don't think people understand and dan can speak to this but scheduling officials i've got some really good friends that are that are athletic directors. And, and, and I think that that becomes lost on everybody. You know, we've got contingency plans for some turf fields in the area that we've called and talked to. If we get something that's terribly muddy, like heavy says to try to save our field from the fall. But I'll tell you this, um, at some point in time, it's going to have to be at the point where when we get to the start date of your season, if you can't play it, it's got to be canceled for the sake of all the other sports. And I hate that, you know, we got one looming because Brett, I'll tell you, like, when it was officially canceled for the fall, you saw our kids' shoulders go from here to here. When then all of a sudden basketball's canceled, I see another big slump. Then all of a sudden, hey, let's start this thing again right after the first of the year and let's get it going. And that's obviously not happening. Then football, bang. Then all of a sudden spring sports. So it's an emotional roller coaster for kids. And I, I, you can literally see it on our kids' faces. You can see it in their work ethic. 
You can see it in the way they carry themselves in the classroom. Uh, this stuff's really important to kids. It takes its toll on them. But I think the one thing that's overlooked is maybe the biggest toll it takes on them is having it dangled out in front of them for so long. And then all of a sudden, hey, we can't do it. And, and kids can only take that so many times before. I really believe a lot of kids would just say, hey, listen, if you say we can do it, set a date and let's go do it, regardless of mitigations, regardless of tears. And if we can't, then let's not. Uh, because, and, I, and that's not what they want, but I think that that might be better than the alternative of continually dangling it out in front of them with a date and then taking it away. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Totally agree, Coach. That's what, uh, that's what me and my athletic director have pretty much came down to the point of, we're not going to tell them anything until we got a for sure plan again. Like you said, we're not going to keep leading our kids on, leading our parents on, and we really don't have a, you know, a decisive plan of doing it. So we're going to wait until, like, it's, it's, it's pretty much known, and then we're going to go. Brett, what do you think of that? Because I'm curious from down south perspective, and look, this is not meant to be political, but like things are the further south you go, things are different. That may be different in a school like Effingham than it is in a school like Monticello or Danville or whatever it is. So uh, how have you kind of taken, you know, what Andy and Darrell said there? Yeah, we haven't had many problems, um, and that's a, that's a good part for us. Um, most of our issues have been through the contact rate, positive cases in school. And we thought we could have fall. I'm sure everybody else thought they could. It was I, I think we could have played and, and could have played in fall very safely. And, uh, but our positivity rates down had a ton of issues. It's, it's the contact racing more than positive cases and through all of our workouts and everything it, it's in our program so um we're anxious to play and hopefully we get the chance do you feel like andy you could play football safely right now yeah i do uh i do because i watched it in the fall and every state around us uh i do because i've watched you know this is this is not an issue in our schools and, and we've done a good job. Our administration's done an unbelievable job. And more importantly than that, our kids have done an unbelievable job of adhering to protocols, wearing masks, staying socially distant, doing what they're supposed to do. Uh, will a game here and there, listen, I think our kids would fully understand, hey, if we start this thing on February 15th, we may get the week two and on a Thursday, we get a phone call that says, hey, we've got a positive test. We've got 17 kids who are in close proximity at practice. We've got to wait. And, and so, so maybe that happens. Uh, but the fact that there's a seven-game schedule waiting for us out there, uh, if it can start on February 15th, it needs to start. But that's why I'm at the point where I say, hey, if you get to the date and you can't start it, you've got to look to the next date to make it – to the next date of, a, of the start of a season to make it happen. Um, but I, I do think we could play. I thought we could have played in the fall. Um and I'm not saying that it would have went off without a hiccup. Uh, we might have been going to Warrensburg-Latham on a Friday night and got a call on a Thursday. We understand that. Um, but the fact of the matter is I watched five games in Indiana, um, and, and I drove two minutes from Danville High School on the way to Seeger High School for a, for a third-round sectional championship game, and they played. Yeah. Are you kind of in that same mindset, Brett, that like you just want to cut off where the kids need to just like know, hey – if we can't do it by February 15th, it's not going to happen. 
Yeah, I think I think you have to for everybody involved. Just not only the kids, but all the other sports. And I get what the spring sports are saying, and I understand it. They lost their season last year, and we don't want to lose any more seasons. But if we we're at that point where try and squeeze everything in, I just don't know how you like places like Tuscola where you got multi-sport athletes. What are those kids supposed to do? And now, what's the risk of their injuries? You look at the NFL and college, and even the number of injuries just because people couldn't train the way they normally train and run and do all that. And, you know, you're going to teach a kid to tackle in the gym on February 15th because you probably can't go outside, you know, unless you're a, a place with turf and it's not frozen. And so, I mean, there's just a lot of things to factor in. Do you feel like that, you know, you can play safely and that you're going to play this season? <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. Tell me what the weather's going to be and I'll let you know. You know, I just think uh, – <laughs> the number of rainouts and stuff like that you get. I mean, now we don't have snow, but Mount Zion's got inches right now. I mean, yeah. so you know, what's it going to be like in February? Yeah, Dan. Brett, I had a guy. Yeah, Brett, I had a guy stop me at the hardware store this week, and he said, "Hey, he <laughs> says, uh, how are you going to tackle when the ground's frozen?" And I said, "Well, we won't." And I said, "We'll we'll have to live with the fact that we'll probably miss some tackles." But at least our kids will get to compete because we just won't, we don't go to the ground anyways, hardly ever, unless it's unbelievably controlled. And 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 so, but but you're gonna slip on it. You're gonna have scrapes. You're gonna turn ankles. Um, but you do that in a regular fall anyways. And so, uh, I think it would change the way we did some things. It, it would change probably some things schematically even uh, in terms of what you can do in those conditions. But I think it becomes like, you know, third round, fourth round playoff games. Right. And it's better than the alternative, right? I think as coaches, uh, you know, I don't want to speak for you fully, but you'd be willing and happy to change to a running approach or whatever else you need to do to make the game happen. And, and that seems like a, or the weather seems almost like a, I don't want to say the least of our problems here, but just like, hey, if it's bad weather, it beats not playing at all, right? I, I mean, it doesn't I think matter whole, how cold it is. I think our whole town would agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Dan, how, how do you feel as yeah. an AD in terms of, like, getting to a cutoff point and just, like, your kids ripping the Band-Aid off and saying, hey, look, this isn't going to happen? I think that's where we need to go. I mean, I, I just – we're running out of time. And and we know we know we can play baseball and softball. We were allowed to do it in the fall. And they were a low-risk sport. Um and, and since that's something that we can know, I don't want to see us get till uh, March and April and, and we're still not playing any sports and give those kids a full season. And, and I'm hopeful that we can get track um, to look normal because, you know, some of the rumors out there is every other lane and no relays. Um, but then girls soccer is the other one that's not being discussed, you know, for us. You know, there's not a lot of uh, opportunities for kids to go outside of school and play club soccer around here. Um, so our girls soccer team is definitely affected by that as well. Um, so, like I say, I'm hoping that we can get some cutoff dates in place. Um, and unfortunately, difficult decisions need to be made. Uh, but more importantly, I think the one thing that is frustrating from an administrative standpoint is the lack of communication. You know, the IHSA has begged and begged and begged for conversations. And, and the meetings haven't even occurred yet. Uh, you know, they've been trying since back in August, if not July. And the number one question that we keep have asked since this all came out in July was, how does something go from a high risk to a medium risk? How does something go from a medium risk to a low risk? You know, we're in schools, we have scales, we have grades, we have rules, we have, 
you know, but that's something that's never been provided to anybody in the state. You know, all we ever hear is if the positivity rate goes for three plus days, you're going back in mitigation. You know, we're stuck in a mitigation right now that the numbers allowed us to get out of, but we stayed in it, you know, so so that's the frustrating part from, you know, from the communication point from the higher ups in our state is is that uh, nobody is sharing with anybody how how we can move along and, and what has to happen. Maybe if we had that information of this is what would happen, it would allow us to, you know, be at ease with making making decisions. Yeah, and the IHSA is in an unenviable position, right? I mean, the, yes, everyone has a bicker with the IHSA and how they do things, and that's fine. I think overall they want the kids to play, and that's what they've said. Craig Anderson has come out and said we want the kids to play, but we want them to be safe and we need them to be safe. And with how our system is set up in this state from our you know, legislatures and from our governor, it doesn't seem like that is going to, you know, he said, the governor Pritzker has said, Unless there's a vaccine, he doesn't see contact sports being played. That's really disheartening for a lot of people, and I get it, and that's tough, you know. But that's he's he hasn't backed away from that either, you know. And that's the part that it's just kind of looking at it, going, where what are we doing here, and where are we going? And how much with basketball depends on Chicago. I hate to say it, but if if Chicago's not in school and the Chicago public schools are not in, how is basketball going to start? I, I you know, unfortunately. The Chicago carries so much weight, you know, when it comes to high school basketball in the state. I agree. I said that too. Like when uh when they first when uh when it was uh when IHSA said we were playing, and then the governor said we weren't playing, and CPS came out and said we weren't playing, I knew we weren't playing. Like you said, because reality is that's like it's like our version of ACC and Big Ten of basketball. <laughs> you know, so that's just how it is. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough for everybody because everybody wants some definitive answer and there's just not one in a pandemic. And I think that's what's really tough for so many people is is that no one knows, you know, and, and where's the leadership? And then that's what's really been a question on, on most people's mind. We've seen lawsuits trying to sue the governor, trying to sue IDPH, trying to sue the IHSA in that sense. And, and we're all trying to just navigate an, an unknown field here of, of what's ahead in 2021. And I'm like so many other people, I had hoped that once we turn the calendar to 2021, not that we would just snap our fingers and it would all get better or go away. I think we all know that's not the case, but like at least we'd be trending in that right direction. And, and hopefully the vaccine can get here and we can we can move in that right direction. All right. As we wrap up here, we've been going for almost 45 minutes now. I appreciate you guys jumping on here in this conversation. What, what are your lasting thoughts here? And, and what are you going to leave us with tonight as we look forward here on January 5th to February 5th and March 5th, and how do you plan to go navigate the next week, two weeks, two months, and, and as we go here throughout the year, looking forward to next year? Uh, Andy, I'll start with you. Yeah, the same way we've done it since the beginning. You know, you, you can never control what's out of your control, uh, and, and that's where I feel for the IHSA. You know, Craig and Sam and the guys at the IHSA have done such a great job for kids in our state over the years. Um, but their hands were tied. And then, and then we spent a month kicking the ball back and forth between the governor and IHSA. Right. And, and, and they're just trying to, I think really had the best interest of kids at heart, but for us and what I tell our kids every day, you know, we work out every day. Still, we work out every day because that's the only thing in our power that we can control. When we finally get a chance to play, do you want to be ready to play and compete at a high level? Or do you want to sit back and say, well, we can't do anything anyway, so we might as well just sit around and, and, and not make ourselves better. 
Um, so I, I think Dan mentioned that at the beginning of, of, of his, his talk to, to introduce this whole whole section, but control what you can control, which is your effort every day and your mentality every day. And then when we finally can you know, put athletics under our own control, you'll be ready to, to control the outcome of those. And that's a good thing. Yeah, and just to note here, and I don't know if I said this at the beginning, I can't remember now or not, nothing has been canceled as of yet. Everything's just been postponed. No sports are being played right now due to uh, level three mitigations imposed by the governor and IDPH. And so everything's just on a standstill right now. Uh, does it give you hope, Larry, that you know you can still play? And, and do you feel like that you'll get a chance to play softball this year? Um, yeah, I absolutely feel really good about it. The fact that we were able to get through that fall uh, season without any really major issues, I think it showed it can be done. Uh, I hope, I hope the next time we talk, it's, it's, you know, post game at some point, you know, I, I hope all these guys get to, to have that conversation with you. But yeah. Really looking forward to maybe getting to go, whatever time frame it is. And, and, and I wish everybody's kids the best. Nick, what about you? You know, it's the exact same thing we've heard from the last two guys. You know, we, we stress all the time about controlling what we can control in life and, and moving forward and making smart decisions. And, and that's the same thing we've been telling our kids, you know, and, and Coach Sparks and I were in that, you know, area of ours is last, right? So we've been making sure, at least we have, have been making sure our kids are staying focused in what's in front of them. And for a lot of my guys, that's, you know, basketball and football and do those things and get ready for your sport. We want to support you through it. And then, you know, we'll be ready for baseball and, you know, this, you know, this spring or I guess this summer, or even at some point. Um, and, and that's it. You know, I, we just tell them your, your focus determines your reality. Let's get focused on, on the task at hand and be ready to go outside when we get the chance. Darrell, closing thoughts from you? Uh, yeah, pretty much. We don't go through tragedy. We grow through tragedy. Uh, you know, faith is something to just believe in. Even if, like, even if our kids are not allowed to play it, I try to keep them motivated. Uh, a bigger picture, which is uh, keep grooming them to be positive and great young men. You know, so it's, it's beyond even basketball. Basketball is a part of it. You know, it's a part of it. So we just try to keep them in tune. Uh, and my thing is, too, just like a lot of our parents and grandparents have these remarkable stories of how they walk 10 miles in the snow to get to school, just think about some of the incredible stories our kids are going to be able to share with their kids. You know, so it's going to be some amazing stories 10 years from now. That's the way you got to look at it. You got to keep a positive mindset for it, and you just got to keep uh, going through things. You know? Yeah, and I hope we get those positive stories coming out of it. And, hey, I went through all of this, and I did these Zoom workouts, and maybe then they'll be going, what is Zoom? I don't even know. You know? Exactly. Uh, hey, so. hey, the first, hey, for the record, the first Zoom that I ever remember witnessing, seeing, the Brady Bunch. <laughs> The Brady Bunch was zooming way before everybody else was. <laughs> they they had it down, you know, how many yeah. decades ago, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Brett, final thoughts from you as we wrap up here. Uh, no, I, I just – our kids have uh, been through a lot and hopefully they get the opportunity to, to show they're all, all – And we lost Brett. Let's see if we can get him back. Are you back with us, Brett? I am. I can hear you. I don't know if you can hear me or not. Yeah, we got you. Final thoughts from you, Coach. Okay. Uh, just uh, hopefully that our kids get a chance uh, to finish out the year strong. Um, all the work they put in and all uh, waiting their turn. Uh, we know this, the, the quote-unquote spring sports are going to go baseball, softball, and track. And 
and hopefully our football and, and basketball guys get a, ch- get a chance to do the same thing. And uh, if we get that chance, wish everybody the best of luck and, um, you know, try and try and get this year going the right direction. Dan, you're the last one. How do you wrap us up tonight? You know, I echo that. And one of the things that, you know, we preached was to, you know, in high school, you're supposed to get unlimited sports for four years and do everything you can, you know, and now we've got to look at it and, and more look at it from an appreciation of sports and the opportunity to compete and, and to own the moment and, you know, um, control what we can control. Uh, but, but the last thing that I'm, I'm hoping for is, you know, that we can get some dates in, in mind, some drop dead dates. And if that means I know coach Romine uh, said something earlier about athletic directors making schedules, Hey, if I got to make schedule 5.0, I'm all in. You know, I'd be more than willing to put the hours and the time in to find a schedule, getting everybody competing. But I do, I'd like to see the IHSA board of directors next. I think their meetings in uh, the next week or two to make one final, maybe a modification schedule that basketball goes in February and half of March and football gets pushed back a little bit in seven week baseball season. If that's what it takes, I'm all for it. Opportunities for kids. So I'm hoping to see them competing. If not, if, if basketball, volleyball, and football can't go, then let's get our baseball and softball and hopefully soccer and track kids going, doing something, competing. Well said. Well said. Thank you guys so much as we wrap up here tonight. Uh, I've kept you past time, and I appreciate your conversation as we look forward here to hopefully some brighter days. So thanks for joining on on our roundtable. I hope one day we can do this again in person and we can chat post-game like a couple of you mentioned, and we'll get out there and cover your teams once again and that we can all maybe see some sport this season in all of these seasons, whether that's basketball, football, track, soccer, baseball, softball, whatever else is left that you know we can move in a positive direction here towards uh, doing it safely, number one, and then getting these kids back out on the court and field. So thank you guys so much for joining in, and we will see you hopefully soon out in person on the field soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks, Brett. Thanks, Brett. Everybody stay safe.